This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 Through the Fan. We are live at Radio Row in Las Vegas. And right now, we bring to you former national champion, Sirius XM host, and father of potential volleyball superstar. It is Danny Cannell. Good morning, sir. What is up, fellas? I don't even know if I want to tell you this because I am very superstitious, and I'm sure you can appreciate this as well, being a former major leaguer. I'm only a little superstitious. <laughs> mm. That's right. I, uh, I'm actually up in Las Vegas. I've been here since Sunday, yes. so I think I need to shut it down. Yes. But I also feel like I'm telling a pitcher he's throwing a no-hitter like in the middle of it because mm. I got a long week ahead of me. I'm here till Monday after the game. We shouldn't be so, talking to you then if yeah. that's the case. Then. <laughs> right? that's, yeah. What's you your game that? of choice? Blackjack. Okay. I like, yes. I, if I have some buddies that are there, I'll go throw some dice. I'll go play craps. Yeah. Uh, but I'm a blackjack guy. I like to go solo, mano y mano, against the deal. So you don't have to worry about any of the riffraff. Yep. Somebody coming up there that's scared to hit on a 16 and, you know, the dealer's got a face card showing or somebody who's splitting, you know, kings. I, I, just, I don't want to see any of that. So I like to try to go mano y mano, although I did find a good running mate last night. A guy came up, was very polite, respectful, said, hey, do you mind if I join, which is great etiquette at yeah. the table. Yep. And I said, sure, hop in here. And he was the exact same mindset, played by the book, had good vibes. So I really think – so it's a, you guys are going to kick out of this. My wife is here. So I actually gave her a stash of cash, and I was like, she's leaving today. So I was like, okay. take this home. I was so like, and the, just give it to me when uh, so, I get home. Yeah. But now I got to I gotta make sure I don't revisit the ATM. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just, I, got, I have certain money that I just have to make sure it's allotted for the rest of the week, and I'll be good. Plus, they charge $11 fee for the ATM. So that oh, feels yeah. like, just on principle, you need to skip <laughs> exactly. the ATM, right? Exactly. But the way I justified it, I'm like, ah, it's another hand. You know, okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'll just give me the money, and I'll just blow it at the table anyway. What's your betting strategy? Do you have? Are you? I I go pretty much by the book, okay. and then as soon as I get up, I get aggressive. Okay. Nice. And, and as soon Smart. as I get down, I dial it back. Nice. And I like to play two hands. The philosophy: if you win one, you lose one. You kind of break even. So, but then if you get in a down streak, it can get mm-hmm. ugly pretty quick. But then I'll dial it back and play one. You know. And I actually last night for the first time, I didn't know you could do this. Again, my buddy's a little more experienced than me. My new friend, my new bestie. <laughs> he's he asked for a reshuffle. Yes. Which I didn't know you could do. Yes. All over the pit boss. And he's, he had all kind of, like, high roller status. And they were like, wow. sure, whatever you need. So we reshuffled, and guess what? The next shoe was back on. So it felt great. Now that I know that. They're he probably, knew where they were in the deck. Yeah, I, exactly. I understand that. Exactly. Absolutely. Should the Cowboys <laughs> trade everything to go get Caleb Williams? Is that the, what we really want? Oh, really? No, no, right. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm like, all right, let's go. We're going we'll there. Let's settle for Braden Fiske. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Now we're talking. Get you a Florida State defensive tackle. My man is crushing it. And I love his energy. I love his vibe. I don't know if you guys saw it. I did tweet it out. Uh, Charles Davis was on the broadcast. MVP? And they, yeah, he yeah. said he thought he was the MVP of the game. He runs with a high motor. Uh, he gets after it. 
He can be a disruptor up front. And it is one of the, I mean, clearly it's an underappreciated position. But if you have one, I mean, look at Chris Jones for the Chiefs, sure, the job he he's done. And I'm not saying that Braden Fisk will be that type of player. But for, for a quarterback, there's, you know, there's interior pressure, which impacts you more than outside pressure. Because if the edge rushers are coming, you're taught to step up. And the tackles are taught to push them outside. You know, push them outside. They can even beat the tackle. You're going to step up right past that rush. Well, guess what? If that, if that nose tackle or defensive tackle, that one or three technique or head up, if he beats his guy. You got nowhere to go. Exactly. You step up and he's right in your lap. You got nowhere to go. It's the worst. I know it's early, but what kind of projections are we seeing on this fella? Because we've been burned maybe last yeah. year right. by taking a defensive lineman in right. the first round. And yeah. It hurts. I think he might be a second rounder. Okay. That's what I kind of heard going in. Now, he did have a great uh, yeah. senior bowl week, and if he continues, continues to crush at the combine, I could see him. But if he's a second round value, I think that's an outstanding value for a player like him. So, Danny Cannell joining us right now. And your quarterback kind of eye. I watched Patrick Mahomes play a lot at Texas Tech, being in Texas, and I never thought he was going to be the next great quarterback. In fact, in 2017, when we interviewed him at the Super Bowl in Houston as he's entering the draft and Lee Steinberg is bringing him yeah. around everywhere, Lee Steinberg is telling everybody, I'm telling you he's going to go in the first round because a lot of people thought he's a yes. late second, mid-third round pick, and he ends up going pretty darn high. He and told me, I guarantee you he'll go in the first part of the first, the first half of the first round. I said, Good luck with that. Right. And then the next time he came on, I was like, hey, sorry about that. <laughs> he had Andy Reid on speed yeah, dial, obviously. Yeah. He kind of knew what they were looking for. So when I watched him, here's what I was worried about. Mike Leach's system, whether it was Cliff Kingsbury on to Patrick Mahomes, whether you go to Oklahoma quarterbacks at the time under Bob Stoops, and that kept continuing after Stoops retired. I just thought, I just don't know. All these quarterbacks that come from these systems put up 45 to 55 points a game, but they don't seem to carry that into the NFL. Why is Patrick Mahomes different, or did you see him being different than all of those kind of OU Texas Tech quarterbacks? I would love to sit here and tell you <laughs> that I saw it. Yeah, I was I right. I was, and yeah, I, I was said, man, this is the steal of the draft. When they took him, I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like, I, and like you were, the valuation was pretty similar. Did have like a cannon for an arm, and it was this rubber arm that just kind of looks so effortless. But at the same time, it was like mechanically, it wasn't great. Like, he's taking drops that are a little sloppy. Uh, short you know, stop arm. Yeah. yeah, he's throwing sidearm, like things that you don't really see traditionally and that at a combine atmosphere you might say, man, that's a detriment. Yeah, that's not something you look for in a quarterback. But you got to give credit to Andy Reid for embracing it and really, and for, you know, for one, recognizing the talent, then for having the balls to go ahead and trade Alex Smith away who got them to the playoffs yep. and take a massive risk and go, we see this kid can be special. And to see what he was, and it's because I do think a lot of, like, I remember going back and getting graded. You get graded on film, and coaches would grade your footwork was a part of the grade, like in 100. Like, I remember getting ticked off because my seven-step drop would be either too short or it would be a little sloppy, and I'd go six and a half. Patrick Holmes never does a perfect drop. You know, like, it's always Even sloppy. Sometimes he has not. Yeah. Okay. And I don't think Andy Reid cares. You know, he's like, I don't care what it looks like to get – as long as at the point where he needs to be and he's reading the offense out and going to the right receiver, who cares what it looks like? Uh, you know, quarterbacks might try to, or a coach might try to fix your throwing motion. Let's make sure you're over the top and you're not going sidearm. Andrew, who cares what it looks like? Does it end up getting to where it needs to be? And he's done that. And he flourished in this system and he's built a system around him and it's probably the best pairing we've seen between coach and quarterback since Brady and Belichick. Do you think that's what leads to a lot of these draft steals as people – 
who they're very talented and they're just football players, as the coach would say, but they don't fit the fundamental boxes of what you look at in the combine or the, you know, leading into the draft. I think the, like the hidden gem, the Brock Purdy's, the Tom Brady's, I think it's the toughest projection, like in all of sports, to try to figure out who's going to be great and who's going to be, you know, a bust or not. Yeah. Like and we see still to this day with all the analytics, with all the film study, with all the workouts, it's still a 50 50 percent hit rate on what you're going to get. Last year, Bryce Young I thought he was going to be good. I like C.J. Stroud, but I, I said Bryce Young's the better quarterback. He's got better film. And he did coming out of college. And all of a sudden, and a lot of it has to do with surroundings, yep, who your sure. coach is, yes. who your talent is around you. But, I mean, go back over the course of history, whether it's Ryan Leaf and Peyton Manning, you know, you go down the list, it really is a coin flip because no one can really tell. There's no formula. Hey, you have to do this, this, and this, or you have to check this box, this box, and this box. You never know what you're going to get from a quarterback. I mean, right now, the Cowboys have a quarterback that was taken high and just cast away for very little because right. they're like whoops we missed on that right, exactly which doesn't get talked about enough because you got brock purdy doing what he's doing yeah but they didn't think he was the guy you yeah say very similar to what happened in uh washington when uh when shanahan took Rod robert griffin the third and kirk cousins as a second quarterback in the fourth round i think it was yes. like why are you guys taking two quarterbacks I'm like don't and, and it was one was the owner one was the coach and then the one that wasn't projected to be anything except probably a you know backup for his career ends up having an incredible career so when we talk about Dak Prescott, the frustrating thing is he crushes the average to below average teams. I mean, his numbers are tremendous. And then he becomes an MVP candidate. And then in the playoffs, every time we get to the playoffs, I say we, we're not playing, but he throws for under 90 yards at halftime. There's always at least one turnover, and you're down by multiple scores. Then sometimes his game does pick up, and at the end it looks like a good game on a piece of paper. Man. You know, Jordan said, Michael Jordan, some guys can and some guys can't. We're getting to the point, I'm, I'm to this point where I'm like, he just can't. It's, it's, there's a little bit of fear of failure. I don't know him at all. He's a great, from what we understand, he's a great person. But something happens in the do or die situations against the good teams where he plays at his worst for some reason instead of at his best. So what would you say to that? I agree. <laughs> you know, like, oh, I, love I thought Dak. you had a fix for I us. know, right? <laughs> no, I love Dak. I, you know, and I've gotten to interview him. I think his players love him. I think he's everything you want in a franchise quarterback. I think he's done it in big moments before in the regular season. He's been close. And, like, one of the fascinating evaluations is, we, you know, wins and losses aren't a stat. They're not supposed to be. But the perception of you as a quarterback can be changed dramatically just from a win or a loss. Because I thought he played great in Philly last year. Mm -hmm. And they come up just short. And he goes and he steps out of bounds right at the end. Mm -hmm, and there was yeah. the play where he had, didn't have a guy check in. Like, those two plays go the other way. He wins on the road. It's like, hey, you can win the big game. But because he didn't, it's like, ah. Oh. Or you need it in the playoffs. I do think, like you, it, like, is there something that just rattles him? Does he not? Because some players rise to the occasion. They love the moment. They, when the lights come on, they shine the brightest. And that's what separates the greats from the just goods. And right now, Dak has been just good. And he needs to step it up. But I do think, like, this year coming up is the, is the do or die year. You know, because you I, I, I don't think they move off him now. I don't think you should. I think you figure out a way to keep him around and you try to build around him and you put him in a position and you hope he has that one breakthrough moment that took a lot of guys to get there. Peyton Manning took a long time. He was a great regular season quarterback for a long time. 
Then he gets a Super Bowl, and it totally changes his perception. Are these the kind of insightful takes that I can find on Stunt? Tell yes, me about it. Yes, it absolutely is. Uh, it's also a place where you don't have to put up with the BS. I'm sure you guys deal with this, too. I'll have a take on <laughs> yeah. a quarterback, and I'll, I'll, be like, oh, well, you, you know, I'll get called a racist. I'll get called a MAGA. I'll get called oh, a wow. raging liberal. I'll get called everything. And all, oh, of a sudden, wow. <laughs> all of a sudden, like, yeah, exactly. Same exact, like, thread, <laughs> and I'm getting called these two different things based on a sports take. Like, where did these come from? Half of them are bots. Half of them are trolls. I just want to debate sports. Yeah. That's what Stunk gives you. It separates everything. It brings sports fans together. If you're looking to try to make a voice for yourself, you can go on there. You can create a podcast. You can get you try to go viral videos with your sports takes. And it is what we all want as sports fans. Let's just talk sports. There's also HQ trivia style where you can go out there twice a week. They have trivia contests where you can win 500 bucks. It kind of loops around. If no one wins, it adds up. The pot gets bigger. Oh. So it's a great place to kind of weed out all the junk and just talk sports. And it's thestunt.com is where people can go if they want to get it fired yep. up. In the app store, it's in app stores as well. Stunt's got a little flame in the middle of it for you. It's a piece of cake to sign up. It's awesome. Excellent. Thank you very much. You got it, man. It's great catching up with you guys. He couldn't solve our DAC problem, but he gave us a lot of (laughs) other good information. (laughs) Danny Cannell right here on 105.3 The Fan. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.